Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday, 25th of July, 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hey John, how you doing? And Godo. Hello. A beardless Godo, which is just is. creepy, man. Corporate. That's it. That's what happens. Big beard uh, took over. Andy, delighted with Pumpkin Rangers B team earlier on. Have you even been paying attention? I have. And did you see the beautiful tweet? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, super. Hold on while I show you this, just because. From who? Rangers Football Club. 80 minutes goal. Dylan Powers scores for the visitors. 1-4. And then underneath it, JCK. Ha, 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 ha. Dundee United are shite. 4-1 to the Jairs. A whip is 1-4 to the hen, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye. Rangers will be played an absolute B team, but, you know, it's pre-season. Doesn't really, doesn't really matter for much. It's just nice to be playing in those sort of games again. Aye, well, Rangers are playing Motherwell. Just now, but it's been delayed just now because I don't know what's happened. I don't know, I can't tell if Motherwell have got players that are testing positive or players that haven't arrived at the stadium yet. But it's meant to be live at six o'clock and it's not kicked off. So mm, interesting. Uh, it was meant to be on some premiere, so it's maybe on TV, but it's not kicked off yet. Okay. But um, last week's pick, it was it was all right. We all got a bankers in, which is yes, which is always our kind of bread and butter. If we get that, we're always quite happy. Blackburn versus Redden had a goal in the second half. I was super concerned because it was an absolute goal fest in the first half, but you only had to wait 11 minutes for the goal in the second half, and that was odds at 3-10, to so you were getting just over, just under 1-3. to three. So it was good odds to add to any accumulators you may or may not have had, but I had it, so I was quite happy. Yeah, I had uh, Kawasaki Frontale away at Yokohama. Um, they won 5-1, odds of 4-7. That was the. There was a lot of chat in that in the Facebook group as well. That was like a solid, solid banker to start. Yeah, oh, that, it's nice when that happens. Five one, no messing about. Grand four seven is a big price as well. Exactly. It just uh, Andy Andy does Asia, as John put it, is uh, <laughs> is becoming a fast becoming one of our most profitable segments. So we're recording this on Wednesday, and they played this morning. Kawasaki Frontel against Figalta Sendai. And I'd obviously back them again just because they're on such a good run. They went 2-0 down in the first half. The two shots that Vigaltas and I had both went in. And it was just looked like it was going to be one of those games. It was like, did I re-back them? Mm. Sure enough, Kawasaki Frontale go and win 3-2 with three second half goals. So they're, they're just brilliant. I've got a lot of time for them just now. Oh, I. They're, they're, they are an excellent team, and they've. <laughs> if you're getting bankers at four to seven that win five one, count me in. Yeah, I mean those odds are going to start coming down. <laughs> so yeah. ride that train as long as it's going. Uh, and I had Perth Glory versus uh, Ziggy Gordon's Central Coast Mariners. Uh, Perth one one nil four eleven. 
return of Australian football is good if you're unemployed because there's been a game every morning. Unemployed. It's been fantastic for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's it's interesting. To, that one of my picks this week is based on having seen quite a lot of the midweek games. Um, okay, but yeah, so no, good on the bankers to start last week. Yeah, neither yeah, the banker of value. Annoyingly, um, if the banker if the banker treble comes in, I'm sorted. Yeah, actually set up nicely for the whole. That's it. Fine. I don't. I, I don't need to really care about the rest, which is nice. So. But we'll run through the values anyway. I'm annoyed at my value because I took Hull and Luton, both teams, to score. But I did caveat the game with I really fancied Luton to win this by a single goal. I had said 2-1, but I fancied Luton. Luton were 9-5 before kickoff. Even adding to that, the Hull had been pumped midweek. So I wish I had just went, trusted my gut and went with Luton to win instead of the both teams to score, which had happened midweek, which was on our midweek picks podcast. But didn't this time. Luton won one nil. Didn't get the bet up. That was really, really frustrating. But Luton won. Hull are just absolutely dreadful. Oh, awful. Yeah, they're in serious trouble. And your value was Yokohama? Yeah, they get beat 4-2 by the Kashima Antlers. The only win the Antlers have had this season. Um, I would look at that very much as the outlier. Because it could have been that they're a good team that are going to come good. But they get beat again today. Um, Kashima I think backing against Kashima is probably the right way to go although it didn't work that time yeah I I, I was uh, kind of the same with mine uh, I had Ponferradina versus Almeria and I was uh, confident that Almeria would, would go and win that away from home they actually got beat 2-1 after coming back to one each um, that's the misnomer in Ponferradina's form uh, they played, they've played seven games uh, sorry, they've played eight games and that was their only win out of eight, like no draws or anything in between there. They even went lost midweek to um, Zaragoza, which is, <laughs> when you look at where that's put them there, they, they survived relegation by one point. So that game actually kept them up and it meant that Almeria didn't manage to get into that automatic promotion places. But they, they, they're they safely in the, the playoff zone. But yeah, just a bit of an odd one. It was, it's unusual for us not to get any of our values. I think that's, I would say anyway. Yeah. I mean, I generally one of us hit a, a one. Yeah, usually, usually Gordo, but this has been asked. Yes. To be fair, I did see a lot of people say last weekend was definitely a freak week. There was some oh, was absolute bizarre. howlers last weekend. I had an incredible weekend last weekend. <laughs> That's because you stuck to Asia mostly, though, and everyone else is betting on, like, Stoke to beat Brentford, like, stuff like that. Just... No, 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 no. Free bets, man. Um, I used a... What did I do? I think I backed Tottenham to win the first half because Poker Stars were offering a free 50-quid bet. That sailed in. Bet365 were doing a matched free bet up to 25 quid, which I put on an anytime goal for both Juru and Fernandez, Which is fantastic, yep. And turned zero into 300. So... That was that was it was a good weekend for me, but it was a bad weekend generally for the betting world. And we'll get on to that right now because my outsider, and it's similar to the whole Luton. Like I know I sound like maintenance excuses on myself and try to make my tips sound better, but I said Arsenal, Man City. I fancied Arsenal would be in the game after ninety minutes, but I'd said the draw instead of doing the double chance. The double chance was seventy-two, which was still good odds. The draw was you mentioned the double. You mentioned the double chance because I took the double. Yeah, yeah chance. I mentioned the double. Aye, but my pick was the draw. Ah, uh, okay. That, yeah. You're being harsh on yourself there. Yeah, yeah. but I was because... like, I was, um, I was like, uh, just like popped into a barbecue over at my partner's house, 
And I was saying to her dad, I was like, I really fancy Arsenal to get something out of the game. And he stuck a good amount of money on the double chance. But I didn't because I'm unemployed. So I had like a £2 <laughs> request of it. Yes. Absolutely Cash gutted, money man. right there. I know. Got to do somebody's winning like 700 quid because of something you said. Mm-hmm. And you've got a £2 <laughs> bet on. <laughs> but but yeah, Arsenal beat them yeah. 2 And that probably cost a lot of people their, their coupons because a lot of people would have had some sort of accumulation on Man City to win that game comfortably. Yeah. yeah. And my outsider was Perugia versus Cremonese. Uh, sorry. I had their way at 23 to 10. It was an L nil draw. So it, it, the, the home team were, uh, Perugia had been absolutely rank, but they were, um, Cremonese just couldn't couldn't get a goal. So nil nil in that game. We're sort of settling into a bit of form in, in Japan now, trying to find out exactly where the teams are going to sit with six games in. Uh, I took Urawa Red Diamond, who had been quite good up to this point against the mediocre Tokyo, but Tokyo won 2 0, which is kind of what you would expect on paper if you hadn't looked at form, if you just you know based it on previous seasons. So I think in the future, I'll maybe start looking at Tokyo again as a winning prospect and just avoid Urawa Red Diamond games for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they took a rinse in this morning, didn't they? They, they lost 4 0. The Takashiba Rezo. Uh, the yeah. Yeah, so stay away from the Red Diamonds for the for the minute. Um, I think they probably got a couple of wins just straight after lockdown, and that maybe made them look a bit better than they actually are. Mm-hmm. This week on the charity bet, it was me. It was me who hates charity, God. Or you're getting a prize here, but I am absolutely gutted, man. Like this is so. West Brom had lost to Huddersfield on the Friday night. Stoke versus Brentford was the early kickoff. Brentford was my pick away at four to five. Brentford had to go and win to get in the automatic promotion spots. And if I could use like the most one of the most used cliches was they didn't fucking turn up. They were yeah, they were awful. They were they're absolutely rank rotten. But do you know what annoys me? Michael O'Neill was one of these managers that I was really excited to see transition into club management because I always downplayed his Northern Ireland style of play to being one the quality of players you have and two mm. you've only really got like a short space of time to get people organised and results so the best thing to do is organise a defence and play for them I keep it simple yep they are fucking horrendous they're they're not horrendous because they've won a lot of games they were very bad in that game mate yeah. well, I, okay I've watched them twice this season they get pumped 5-0 off Leeds and they beat Brent for the 1-0 doing nothing it, 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 they're, they're a tough watch so Stoke always, but I was kind of hoping it'd be something different. I'll still like he can get a pre-season. He can get a pre-season, then I'll judge him. But it's very Tony Pulis. Maybe they're just a team that can't play any other way. Like it's just been drilled into the now. you get into the stadium and you just, you want a nil-nil draw or like so to, they, they're the most under two point five goals team ever, aren't they? Like just let no fun. Um, I, used to, I used to have a thing for years where I just wouldn't put Stoke on a coupon like either side just avoid all their games yeah they, they just, they, they'd get a win when I when I backed against them and then if I backed them or a draw they'd, they'd just get demolished yeah horrible I, uh, I made a really interesting graph that I was going to share on the group uh, that was the appreciation of the word Brentford in the champion, in the trample bet 
uh, Facebook group over the weekend. So it started very much uh, increasing when uh, Stoke, when the, the other West Brom lost. It got to a fever pitch hype right before the game when they were 8-13. to 13. It then plummeted through the axes right down when they, they lost because they're shite. And then shot straight back up when Andy came by a, a greyhound with the name, was it FC? <laughs> Mr. Brentford, Mr. Brentford, rocking home at two to one for everyone. So that 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 dug us out. That was really that was really good. I know a lot of the Facebook group got on that as well. Um, yeah. So it's a, f- a friend of mine that's involved in uh, dog owning syndicates, uh, of which I am. A, a couple of weeks ago, bought my first shares in a new dog that will be uh, that will be coming out soon. So watch out for those posts. Nice, nice. And He's, you guys uh, done, Ray. Your, so, you guys did your job. We did. Yeah. I had Verona versus uh, Atalanta to be both teams to score, I believe. Yeah, yep. and it was it was both teams to score. So you need to know. Uh, I took Kobe to beat Shimizu, and they did three one. So two out of three last week on the charity bet. Everyone got their bankers, so can't complain too much. But we are going to fucking try and get this charity. I've got a nailed on one this week. My charity bet's in already. I'm so confident. Why don't you just Why don't you just get me to pick them? The charity bets. <laughs> Still well, maybe, three. Maybe you should veto more. Like maybe you should actually veto more and be like, no, 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 no. no, no take, you're not taking take, that, John. No, take some personal responsibility and do your pick right. <laughs> yeah, John. <laughs> Scots abroad this week. So yeah, people have seen. There's a Scots abroad Instagram page now. Scots underscore abroad underscore podcast. That's where we'll be doing most of the updates. We won't do anything through the Trample Bet Twitter page anymore. So everything will be through there. It'll be up to date. So if you follow that, this will just be white noise to you. But we are going to move this part onto a separate podcast as well so that we don't have the break. We can just talk about football the whole way through. So this will just be like a read through bit normally, like I'm going to do right now and just update you on what's been happening. Liam Henderson, Empoli took a 2 lead. He then got sent off. So did another one of his uh, teammates. They then crushed down 4-2. Goals were like 94 and 99th minute because of the red cards and VAR reviews. Ollie Bucks played twice. Alaves beat Betis 2-1, which actually kept them up in the league. Yeah, he set up the first goal. Then they lost 5-0 at home to Barcelona in the last day of the season. Ziggy Gordon played 90 minutes. Scored it was your it was your banker. Perth Glory beat Central Coast. Central Coast have now lost like 11 games in a row. So they weren't too bad in that game, to be honest. Like I, I watched Aye. most of it. They weren't fantastic, but like... I, they looked like they were probably going to lose about 5-0 on paper and 1-0 was a better result than that. So, yeah. Um, Chris Cadden has made his first start and gets first assist for Columbus Crew. They won 2-0. So they're through at the quarterfinals. So the way the MLS has done is they've changed their season structure to be like, instead of the conference, all the conferences playing and then get into the MLS Cup at the end of the year, they've just split everyone out into like four or five teams and they're just playing a World Cup type tournament just to get through the MLS so they can take the break again as standard. Because really in America, they can't have soccer overlapping because once the other sports come back, nobody's going to watch it. So they're going to try and rush through the season and get it out of the way and then come back to it again at like January, February as normal. Jack Elliott. So Jack Elliott plays for Philadelphia Union. He's a centre-half that's half English, half Scottish and hasn't really made any declaration either way. He played 90 minutes for Phillies. They drew one each with Orlando. Lewis Morgan, Inter Miami still haven't got the first points yet in the MLS. They lost 1-0 to Gary McKay-Stevens, New York City. Gary McKay-Stevens only played the last 10 minutes. 
Johnny Russell played 55 minutes against Colorado in a 3-2 defeat. He actually came off at 1-0 down. And then Danny Wilson, also Scottish footballer, got sent off and then Kansas went on to win 3-2. Johnny Russell, Liverpool and Hearts, Danny yes, Wilson. Danny Wilson. <laughs> nice. And Johnny Russell actually played this morning as we're recording. They won 2-0. He scored after 51 seconds. And it is the fastest goal in sporting history, I believe. The earliest goal in sporting history because it's a game that kicks off like at 8 a.m. in its local place. Because these games are getting played at like 8 a.m. in America, which mm. support wouldn't in the local time zone. Yeah. So, because I was like, going, that's not right because Australian football's on at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not the case in Australia. Yes. So, as the. the is it, that's right, we're saying that's the earliest goal in sporting history to be wow. scored at 8.01 a.m. Mm. And they went on to win 2 0. So, that is a quick fire Scots Abroad roundup. Um, but like I said, Instagram, Scots underscore abroad underscore podcast, everything will be posted there up to date. We think Instagram's the way to go because people seem to be posting copyrighted videos and nobody gets pulled up for it. So, yeah. I feel more comfortable posting stuff there than posting stuff anywhere else. So that's what we'll, that's what we'll go for. We've Tell me, got, John. Yes. Tell me more about Danny Wilson because I'm a big fan. Mate, he's not played the last two games. That was the first game he came on. And he's been sent off. So I like his hit single "Mary's Prayer." <laughs> I think that late eighties. I have no idea what you're talking about. Danny Wilson was a band from Dundee <laughs> by frontman uh-huh. Gary Clark back in the late eighties, early nineties, and they were quite famous. But you were the bonds. It's fine, God. Though you wasn't. It's fine. Don't know why they were called that though, because none of the band members were called Danny Wilson. (laughs) They just picked a name. Maybe (laughs) it was this guy. Saw into the future. (laughs) And then the biggest Scots abroad probably this weekend is Paul Craig is fighting on Fight Island. Yeah, they're set to go ahead, which is really good. It looks like some fucking setup, by the way, over there. You following Chris Bungard's Instagram? It's just like. In the fight, in the cage. In the cage, playing golf on Aye. an island himself, in an area himself. Just like See, after seeing him play football and seeing him fight in mixed martial arts, I've now found a sport that I think I might be all right. Uh, after watching him play golf, might beat him around the golf. Certainly not a football or fighting anyway. <laughs> That was Scottish Abroad. We'll move on to this week's picks. So Saturday, 25th of July, my banker is in the Portuguese League, so it's the last game of the season. Benfica versus Sporting, there is nothing to play for. I'm just going on the fact of that there's nothing to play for. Porto have won the league, Sporting can't catch Benfica. Second half goal is 2-9, so just under 1-5. Benfica's eight games since returning have all had a goal in the second half. So I'm very comfortable that this will be a goal fest. I think with them having nothing to play for, it makes sense that it'll just be more relaxed. There might even be some youngsters making their appearances. So, Benfica Sporting Lisbon, it is Saturday night. A goal, so over 0.5 goals in the second half is 2-9. to nine. Cool. Um, I'm obviously, well, this bit writes to itself. Uh, I'm in Japan, Sunday, 11am, back Kawasaki Frontale, just to win. You don't even need to know anymore. Yeah, it's like, do, we, <laughs> do we at least have the odds? That's it. They're 1-3 they're at home to Shonen. So, right, Kawasaki yeah. have won all five of their league fixtures since returning. 
Um, they've scored 17 goals in the process. They're top of the J-League, 16 points from a possible 18 because they drew their opening game way back in February. Shonen only have four points so far this com- this campaign at all. This will be an this will be an easy this should be an easy home win. Um, hopefully, there's none of the drama of Wednesday morning of them going two 0 <laughs> down and having to pull it out of the fire. Um, but yeah, one one to three just for a straight up win. I'll probably also be taking a handicap on it as well. Just the amount of goals that Frontale are scoring just now, um, it's worthwhile. But for banker purposes, home win. Cool. I have no arguments. Absolutely nothing for me there. Uh, mine's my banker this week is in the Norwegian Elite Serien. It is the 10th round of the season. Uh, it's ODD at home to Alessund. Um This game has been played almost every season. since Between 1998 and 2017, this game has been played, let's see, 13 times. 11 out of those times, ODD have won it. Alisson are not a good team. Since lockdowns came back, they've drawn two and lost four. Uh, ODD have been slightly better than that. They've they've beat some better teams in there. They beat Brand 1-0. They drew a Hagesund. They lost to the lead leaguers, um, Bodo, at 4-0. But they have beat Valaranga as well, coming back um, 4-1. ODD are a better team. Like If you look at the leagues overall, ODD are in seventh um, with 13 points. Alisson have taken three points from their first nine games. They're absolutely mints. Uh, and at two to three, I think that's good banker for me, which is quite a big banker price. Yeah, that's good. That's good value. I'd be that'd be way too scared of those odds. Yeah, but they they, they look they look pretty good, and it's it, they're ab- Allison. They're absolutely rank. So that's it for me and banker. I just don't think they score enough. But I mean, it sounds like Allison the boss. Well, they don't. They may not score enough, but Allison have they they have. Well, they've played their nine games. They've scored 11 goals and conceded 29. Right. Uh, ODD have scored 13 and conceded 11. So if ODD score, they'll yeah. score plenty. Allison concedes all the time. They lost 7-2 in their first game back from lockdown. <laughs> hey, okay, okay. I'm sold then, I'm sold. Good man. The value, my value is in the A-League. It's on Friday, sorry, Friday morning. Central Coast Mariners versus Newcastle Jets. I'm taking the away team, Newcastle Jets, at 8-11. I watched the game against Sydney FC. They were 1-0 down at half time. They absolutely dominated in the second half. Sydney looked like it was their first game back. I know it was, but Newcastle Jets looked exactly like they did before they stopped. They were the fitter team. They were the better team. Central Coast will be, will be annoying. I, I can guarantee they'll be in it at half time, but they look like they're just free-falling out of this season to be honest they don't drop divisions so it doesn't matter but they look like they've just lost interest I've seen Brisbane get a couple of points in the, like, the last few weeks before we stopped so Central Coast Mariners versus Newcastle Jets the away team Newcastle Jets 8-11 to to win good pick okay so for value the J-League Sunday 10-30 start this one Kashima Antlers versus FC Tokyo um, as I was saying at the beginning I think we've seen enough from the Antlers now that they're perhaps in a little bit of trouble, um, whereas Tokyo seem to be pretty rock solid. They're up, um, so the Antlers have only won once uh, in the season. That was when I backed against them last weekend, but they've since lost midweek. Um, lost their other five games, only get three points from six matches. Tokyo, they're now third in the table in 13 points. Kishima, I mean... Getting Tokyo odds of 13 to 8, I think, represents good value here. I, I would say that after watching, after your, your other picks as well, and 
you're hoping that that's not this isn't in a, an antlers the animal will be backed against the antlers a good few times but yeah they'll turn it around but T- Tokyo are much better they had a great game this morning so yeah Tokyo Tokyo should be solid this year they should be up the top end of the table um, you know they'll have aspirations of contending for the title um, the Antlers are f- five losses through six games getting 13 to 8 on a team that will be title contenders at the end of the year to beat them at 13 to 8 is big that's that's where the value bet comes in yeah those odds are huge that's excellent Nice, I like it. Uh, I am in the same league as John for this one. I am in uh, the Australian A-League. This is Saturday morning, uh, 8am. It's Wellington Phoenix versus Adelaide United. Now, um, as John was mentioned, they've all been on BT Sport uh, of recent, and I watched Wellington Phoenix's uh, part of the game this morning. They look really, really good. They're the teams, they're the, the league's form team. They get 13 points from the last five games. The only loss coming to league leaders, Sydney FC. Um the polar opposite are Adelaide United. They won their first game back against uh, Brisbane Roar, but prior to that had lost four on the spin. Wellington Phoenix, uh, sorry, Adelaide United are very much like Perth Glory, who, well, who Wellington Phoenix beat this morning. They are getting into the kind of playoff area, but they're, they're lower down. Uh, Wellington Phoenix have nine more points ahead of them this season. I think 11-10 for the form team in the league is good value here. Um, and having watched the fact that they've got Gary Hooper, David Ball, uh, both playing for them just now, who are both, if you look at the league's top scorers, they've got three in the top, I think three in the top 10. They're quite free scoring again as well. I fancy them. And if you look at the way, uh, if you look at the, the goal difference, they score roughly the same amount of goals. Wellington Phoenix have scored 36. Adelaide United have scored 35. However, if you look at the con- um, concession of goals, this is where I think it really becomes value. Wellington Phoenix have, ta- have, got, have only conceded 27 goals this season. Adelaide United have conceded 42. So they're almost 20 goals. Uh, well, they're 15 goals worse off um, after playing 22 games. So just under a goal a game, they concede more. I fancy Wellington Phoenix, 11 at 10. Wouldn't be surprised if they won it 2-1. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Wellington Phoenix were a team that we backed like four or five times before all this happened. They they won it all but one home game. Um, I like the over one point five goals second half as well. You're getting the same odds. You're eleven mm-hmm. to ten for two goals in the second half, which is ridiculous because I think it's happened like seven out of the last eight times that they have played. So yeah, have a look at that as well. But I like this as a value pick. I think Wellington Phoenix will win this quite comfortably as well. Thank you. My outsider is a team playing right now. Actually, it's Man United away to Leicester. I'm taking Man United away and both teams to score. So the Ooh. odds are three to one for that just now. Man, you were dreadful against Chelsea. Rested too many players. It was almost like they weren't really too fussed about it. They are playing right now. It's nil nil against West Ham. It's a nil nil, right? Yeah, I think they'll go on and win that game comfortably. I think they'll win two three nil in the second half. Well, let's hope they score a goal before half time for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, right, uh, Marshall's just been booked for a dive in the box, so that's not, that's not a good going. Oh no, wait, sorry, I, sorry I'm being this has been really rude. We're recording a podcast. Oh wait, no, it was a tackle from somebody else going in the box. <laughs> um, but I want Man U back in because I, I kind of want Man U to displace Leicester just because I think Leicester have been absolutely shocking in the last like three months, even if before they come back to the season. They've just been dreadful, man. Like they're, they're a different team without Madison. So yeah. I think Manuel going and win the game just now. And I think they'll rock into Leicester knowing the problem is if they win this, 
They know they only have to go to Leicester and draw, but I think that's what will make Leicester attack them and leave them open to Man United's counter-attack, which way Martial, Pogba, Fernandez, and Greenwood is just devastating just now. Manuel pick them up. I think Manuel win. Honestly, I think they could win as high as three or four one. I think it'll be a comfortable win. I've just not seen anything from Leicester that suggests they will not get beat by Manuel. They've been absolutely dreadful. They were awful against Tottenham, and it was a similar setup where Tottenham let them have all the ball and just picked them off in the counter. I think it'll be the same thing, and that's where Harry Kane, like Marshall and Rashford and Greenwood, have him on toast for pace breaking. So three to one, Manuel. Both teams to score and win at Leicester on Sunday, three to one. Cool, nice. Um, I'm in Italy. This game's Friday night, so um, AC Milan versus Atalanta. Atalanta are eleven to ten favourites. They're unbeaten in ten games uh, since the restart, of which they've won eight, drawn two, actually the last two away games. Um, but in each of their last four away games, they've opened the scoring in three times. It's been pretty quickly within the opening 30 minutes. So I'm going to take Atalanta to be leading at half-time at just under 2-1. to You'll get 17-10 to 10 just now. Uh, but as more bookies open that market, you might see it go up slightly. I haven't watched the Atalanta games because I've been on both teams to score and all of them of recent. They're really good. They're, their front three are so free scoring at the moment as well. Um, I think so West yeah. Ham are about to get a penalty here, by the way. Oof. It looks like Pogba's just punched the ball. Like he's going for his face, but he puts his hands up right in front of him. Wait, you can let us know after I tell you about Wolves versus Chelsea. Well, I was just um, going to say, Atalanta Milan, that was another one that was going to put both teams to score no draw as well. And you were getting mm-hmm. like 95 for that. It's just the two free scoring teams just now. But AC Milan, Ibrahimovic, my word, honestly. And Chalhanoglu as well, the, the other guy. They've been, they've been, for a front three that are actually quite underpriced if you look at like you, get, you can get Ibrahimovic. I was transfer market posted this earlier on today. Ibrahimovic is only worth three and a half million. Chalhanoglu is eleven million. Like for a front three that really wouldn't cost much to move anywhere, they're really, really good and they're free scoring. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you can see behind me, God though. Uh-huh. Miguel Antonio is about to step up and hit a penalty here. This feels like Ham. one of these. Is that one 0 West Ham? Was that, was it any goal, Andy, in the first half? No, man, you to win the first half. Sorry, it was tiny. It was tiny, tiny bit. We're all good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Chelsea versus Wolves. So this game is on Sunday, uh, I believe. Uh, it's That's the 26th, yep. isn't it? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, so on Sunday. Um, so Chelsea versus Wolves. I'm going to take Wolves in this spot here, purely because both teams need to win. And having watched Chelsea over the last couple of weeks, not that convinced. They did a very good performance in the Cup um, where they beat Man United, but they cared about that game. This game itself, Wolves pick teams apart that with Adama Traore at the moment. Having watched how pacey he is and striding at the box, like they just look a different outfit. And I don't know, Chelsea have been very good, and this is the reason it's an outsider. But I was unconvinced in their one nil win over Norwich. Like that's a team that should be absolutely getting scudding them. Um, they lost a previous game to Sheffield United, and then they scraped past che- uh, Crystal Palace with a three two win at that point. Wolves beat Crystal Palace 2-0. They had a crap draw with Burnley and beat Everton um, 3-0 their prior game. I quite fancy Wolves in this spot, and I think they're a big price. Um, Anything can happen in the the last day of the season, really, for me. Wolves and Chelsea both need this point. I don't like it. Just after watching Man United-Chelsea, I don't don't like it. My biggest thing is tonight, Chelsea going at Liverpool... They don't need to play any players ahead of the FA Cup final. 
<laughs> but yeah, but they do. They true. need to win on Sunday. So I, I mean, I could feasibly see Chelsea going and beating Liverpool tonight at Anfield because Liverpool right, with, are only yeah. there for a party. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if if Chelsea do that tonight, that takes them up to sixty six points um, with Leicester, Man United to follow in that spot. Even though Man United are obviously um, well, Man United with sixty two points, they'll be one nil down. Um, so Wolves need that game more at that point. Um, but I think the price will go down if that's the case. So you're getting mm-hmm. three to one just now. If Wolves need to win, probably about two and a half to one you're going to get. However, having watched Wolves, I just think they're a really, really good team. They've got some yeah. pace going forward. And yeah, they do. Yeah. Three to one, Wolves. Okay. That's as good as odds as any, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So this week's charity. So a £10 table of our own money which we've never been able to hand over the profits like since... Have we not, not been able to do it since we get back or have we since we get back? Uh, I don't think we've had a charity up since we get back yet, no. no. I've lost one charity pick since we got back. Okay. I didn't lose last week. So it must have been before lockdown, the last time we got the treble up. However, this week I'm positive about mine. Like, I have absolutely no doubts. I'm in Friday night's French Cup final. It's PSG versus Saint-Étienne. Kelly and Mbappe to score any time is eight to thirteen. I, I'm actually thinking, you know what? No, I'm changing that. I'm going to change it. It's Mbappe and PSG to win for the even money, just because there's no point in not taking that. Because I can't see PSG not winning that game either. So Mbappe, Mbappe to score and PSG to win at even money. Mbappe scored seven in his last four appearances against the Um So he scored in every game for PSG. He's played against the team and scored one and two against Mon- uh, when he played for Monaco. He's just absolute dynamite. Like, it doesn't actually even matter how a team play. Like, you normally expect a player like that just to only be effective on a counter-attack, but he just tears the team apart with his pace at any point in the game. Like, he doesn't need space in behind. He just gets behind people. He's so fucking quick, but his finishing's unbelievable. St. Etienne are going to get absolutely pumped. Anyone who kind of seen... I think Celtic had a decent spell yesterday in the friendly. PSG had a full strength side out. From the minute it went 2-0, PSG absolutely destroyed them. It was horrifying to watch, man. So I can't see anything other than PSG comfortably winning this game. And if they do, Mbappe will score because he's an absolute machine. So Friday night, Mbappe and PSG, even money. Cool. I've also got an even money pick. Uh, It's the J-League Sunday morning. 5.05 5.05 a.m. start, UK time. So nice nice and early. It's uh, the Yokohama F Marinos away at Sapporo. So Yokohama won the league last year. Pretty mediocre start to this campaign. Seven points from six matches. They're actually two points behind Sapporo in the table. With only seven points to Sapporo's nine. If you look into it, Sapporo's two recent wins have actually been against the Kashima Antlers, who are losing to absolutely everyone. And also newly promoted Yokohama FC who have lost their last two matches, 4-0 and 5-1. So they've beaten, they've, get, they've been given two wins, basically, by playing against two teams that have been absolutely awful. So I think the price on last year's champions of even money for an away win is good, and I think it will serve the charity bet well. Okay, no quarrels with you in Asia, as discussed. I am in Austria, in the Austrian second division. Uh, this is the second last game of the season. It's Amstetten versus Klagenfurt. I'm going to take the away team Klagenfurt and you're getting them at a variable odds price now of 1-2 to two or 3-5 to five at Bet365. 
Klagenfurt have won their last five games on the spin. They're top of the league. They need to win this game to win the league. They've got two games left. Amstetten are in sixth position on 39 points. Nothing to play for. So they've got nothing to play for here. If you have a look at both these teams, there's only two, I think there's only two games uh, left for uh, Klagenfurt. If you have a look at them just now, they've got Innsbruck and they've got Amstetten. They have the ability to to basically put themselves out of the, they can put themselves as champions if Reed lose uh, the team that are in second place. So Klagenfurt are in first on 61 points. Reed are in second on 58 points. There's no one challenging from below them. 47 is the next. Um, a team that needs to win, that has won their last five games away from home versus a team that doesn't. it does not matter what happens to them now. They're mid-table. There's no promotion or relegation in this thing. It's one up, one down. Bizarre way to run a league. Um, so, Klagenfurt, away from home, 3-5. Mm-hmm. Like, I just always worry about away games, but you guys, you guys won last week, I didn't, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else this week, Andy, you get your draft right after this? Yeah, there's another... Fan- so we had the Trample Bet Fantasy Baseball draft last night. It was great fun. Uh, everyone turned up, apart from Gordon, who auto-drafted. There is, there is no scummier person in the world than someone that auto-drafts. What about the Hands person that just leaves the, the chat God. because it's too confusing for him? I looked better. at one thing and went, nope. Bet, better. You just put it in the hands better, of the gods, John. self-respect about you there, John. Better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've got... So that's been done uh, because the baseball season starts again. So it's a 60-game season this year, which is a lot less than the normal 162-game season um, of every other year. Uh, I've posted some stuff in the Facebook group about who I think will win each division, so you can check that out. Uh, you can get the Atlanta Braves to win their division at odds of almost two to one in the National League East, which I think is pretty good. So it'll be between them and the Washington Nationals, um, and I like just the youth in the Braves team. Um, I think they've got a bit more about them, uh, and I think two to one's a big price. Uh, I think there's a huge price in the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central. Um, so you'll get them at 3-1, to maybe more than 3-1. to That's a wide-open division, but siding with uh, the fact that they've got a really good starting rotation this year, I think their pitching will see them through, and they could be a good outsider. Uh, in terms of the overall thing, I'll post some stuff up about I think might win the World Series, but again, 60-game season. Really could be anything. It's just going to be really interesting to watch. I do have an outside tenor and Cody Bellinger to hit the most home runs this year. So that's a wee, a wee prop bet. Uh, Seventeen to one is just is just really big for a player of his caliber. Uh, and I, it'll be interesting to see what that home run total is. Um, there was talk of getting will get over twenty, but with only sixty games, you can see the home run total being between fifteen and twenty. And I think Bellinger's up to it. So. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be pretty fast paced for baseball, which is usually very long, marathon drawn out. Uh, the the sixty games will really really make it interesting this year. So I'll post I'll post things throughout um, in the Facebook group as the weeks go by. Uh, if I see anything interesting, but I do like the look of the Atlanta Braves and the Cincinnati Reds to win their divisions at, at big prices. The rest tend to be quite odds on shots. I'm just excited for baseball to be back. It's great. It's like it the perfect, great. you don't have to pay attention sport to watch. Because yeah. it, 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 the noise happens when you, you've got to look 
Oh, hey, somebody's done something. Quiet's back down again. Um, on the Facebook group and Facebook search Trample Bet Podcast, we're letting people join just now as long as you're not going to tap people up and try and take betting subscriptions off people. It's pretty much free. The community's growing. People are interacting more and more. Don't be shy. As I keep, keep saying this every episode. Join it and interact with people because I know that there's people winning bets and then like they're not sure whether to tell people or not that they've done bets and stuff. Share your bets when you're doing them because you might you you will have seen something or investigated something that we haven't. It's that simple. So to add to that, the nice thing about it is it really is a community now. Um and a good community of people that understand sports betting and are obviously interested in sports betting. So if you put a suggestion up there that doesn't win, it's fine. Because what people will yeah. do is look at your suggestion, investigate it for themselves, and then decide whether they want to back it. It's not like these tipping sites where you just get like one line of information and then loads of people go, oh, that didn't win, because they're blindly following it, not knowing what they're doing. The people in the Facebook group bet on sports. Yeah. They will, yeah. They will investigate further and they'll be appreciative of the fact you've brought something to their attention to have a look at. Certainly that's how I view it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even to add to that, it was um, we never done a UFC fight night last weekend. Just pushed for time and couldn't get time together to sit down and do a podcast. It also takes us hours to do. But George Jones has put three picks up, which I think we're coming in at like seven to two if you take all three, and they all won. So brilliant work! If you're just looking at people, it was seven to two trebly put in as a suggestion. People can look at that and take it. I mean, I mean you don't even need to put a lot of money on it; just to enjoy it. Five of you getting twenty two quid back. You know what I mean? Even, uh, even like, I think people like David Kelly posting questions as well. He asked about Kadeef FC last Friday after we recorded the podcast, uh, who ended up resting like eight of their 11 players. Uh, and we we kind of said that as well. Like they didn't need to win that game, so they probably wouldn't play that um, before. But yeah, a, lo- a lot of really good posts this week. Andy, you, that greyhound, uh, Mr. Brentford. Yeah, that was... That was so Captain Brentford. Um, so that that was great. I see Brian posting about the fact that on Saturday morning, I think there was a basically a trample bet treble that Skybet had highlighted, um, which was um, Perth Bori, <laughs> Yokohama, and Kashiwa Razor to win our picks. Our picks. It's like I yeah. It's not just the Daily Record that are stealing content. Um, <laughs> and there was that. And then I think my favourite shout, um, which is what we were talking about before. Like even if you post a losing coupon, um, I believe it was Gareth Walker. Who posted about the header for Harry Kane? What is it? Harry Maguire to Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. And, uh, and who was it who commented? Uh, I think it was David Kelly who commented he's more likely to score an own goal, of which he did about 15 minutes <laughs> in. Um, so, yeah, yeah, like posting a losing bet, you're never going to get chastised for. We're all interested in it here. So, yeah, if you've got pals that are interested in it, invite them to the Facebook group. We're seeing good little community spot, uh, pop up. But, yeah, good work again. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.